ACC covers country. Chris Young arrested on Monday, and that's not even clickbait. Chris Young, all the grandma's favorite new country, country artist. He is such a chill guy, like never gets into anything crazy, unless you want to talk about his shirtless selfies. Those get a little out of hand. (laughs) Otherwise, he's very under the radar, like puts out songs super regularly, very family friendly. Everyone thinks of Chris Young. It's like, you, you know, yeah, you know, Chris Young. And then you saw, like, I saw his mug shot yesterday. I was like, whoa. Shocked. Who is this man? His eyes are so red. He was arrested Monday night at a bar in Nashville for disorderly conduct. The Alcohol Beverage Commission were completing, like, a compliance check at the Tin Roof, and that's where Chris Young was at. They say he was sitting at a bar. And, okay, help me out here. So when the Alcohol Beverage Commission comes in to do a compliance check, what does that mean, Remy? I don't 100% know. Because what I'm gathering... Are they carding I like underage people? In, they're carding people to make sure everyone is of age. Yeah. They're like checking behind the bar. They're just doing like a little checkup to make sure that things are going as legally planned. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if there's a different definition, you can feel free to call us and educate us here. But anyway, Chris Young, he's sitting at the bar and the alcohol beverage commission comes in and they're like, hey man, we need to see your ID. He shows them their ID. And then I guess Chris Young, I don't really know how, why, or what happened, but he started getting vocal with them, started yelling. He got out his phone and started videotaping the officers. And then he and his group of friends, I don't know who else was with him, they followed the police officers to the next bar and started talking to the bartenders and the patrons. I assume saying like, hey man, there's these, the, the feds are here, the cops are here, yeah. and they're taking IDs and they're blah, 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 blah. And so I think they just sort of made a scene where it wasn't nece- wasn't necessary. Um, Why? But reports say that Chris Young eventually put his hand out and stopped officers from leaving a bar, essentially started yelling, and then put hands on one of the officers and then resisted arrest. It's so weird. It says so so not Chris Young, right? It says it took two officers to physically detain Chris Young, whose eyes were bloodshot and watery, and he spoke with a slurred speech. He was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, assaulting an officer, and resisting arrest. He has since been released from custody. What is going on? That's not, yeah. I am Chris Young's age, 38 years old. Are you really? And I cannot tell you the last time I was in a situation like this <laughs> where I, it had to be back in college at some point where you're just inebriated, you see. And making a scene. Just making making a scene. I don't know. He was obviously intoxicated with, you know, alcohol or something and just made some poor decisions. Like got involved where he shouldn't have been involved. Like why are you even... I don't getting know. into that. I have no, there's got to be more, like, I would like to know his side of the story or at least hear, like, maybe from his friends where things started to go awry because yeah. as I just explained, he is really, everyone knows him in the industry as one of the nicest guys. He's not a troublemaker. He's a teddy bear. He's a big teddy bear. Yeah. He's just, like, living his life, not causing any issues. <sighs> But I'd like to know what happened. Got another mugshot for a t-shirt. The people are mad at me. 
They're mad at you. Yes, and while I'll tell you why, go to our Facebook page right now okay. because I told you about how Chris Young got arrested on Monday night at a bar, disorderly conduct, assault to a police officer. The security footage came out today. Okay. So everybody's seeing the security footage as I'm like telling this story, and it definitely lets us know that there's more to the story than anybody actually knows. Oh, wow. So here's the video. Yeah, take a second, watch the video, and I'll narrate. You can see Chris Young. He does put his hand on an officer and says, like, hey, before you leave, or says something as the officer's trying to leave. Officer knocks Chris Young to the ground. Yeah. Like, across the room to the ground. This is interesting. I, again, I don't really know what this... this The altercation, the drama, we don't yeah, know what it is. What was said, what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Did Chris Young say something so like out of pocket that it it triggered the officer to knock him to the ground? Yeah. It obviously triggered them all to then arrest him. So <laughs> I really have no idea. I'm just telling you what I'm reading in the reports, people. The so it looks like he kind of like puts his uh, Chris Young puts his hand on the chest of the officer just to kind of like lightly push, and this officer just launches, launches him. at him and pushes him, and Chris Young falls over a high, like a, a chair, a chair, and <laughs> on the ground, and then he. He gets up and his hands are visible and he's like, I, 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 that's not what I wanted to do here. That's not what I wanted to do. Again, we don't know what was said. But. Stressing once again, Chris Young is not in his character to, you know, do anything like this. So there's got to be more to the story. There must be words back and forth yeah. that caused some heat in the moment. But yeah, the people were upset and they said, if you want to tell the story, you got to also see the security footage. A little update on our friend Chris Young. After yesterday's drama, we talked yesterday in the later Casey Cowers Country about how Chris Young was arrested in downtown Nashville on Monday night as the alcoholic Bev Kamish agents were there conducting compliance checks. And after seeing the security footage, the whole internet is freaked out because the new angles of the incident look pretty good on Chris Young's part. Essentially, they were saying that he assaulted an officer. After watching security footage, I think everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he... Now it looks like he did something very small considering that officer knocked him on the ground, like to the ground. Yeah, for... We don't know what was said. We don't know what was the said. Drama, However, we don't know. you never touch an officer, period. Right. And he touched an officer. And he touched an officer. So everybody has watched the... Um, security footage. I want to say the Facebook page went so wild I panicked and actually deleted the post. This is what happens. If Why? I just get nervous when so many people are screaming and fighting on Facebook. I can't handle it. I just delete the post, even if it's on the WIL page. But Chris <laughs> Young's lawyer demanded an apology yesterday from the Tennessee Alcoholic Beverage Commission and he's also asking that all charges be dropped immediately. So in this video, we see Chris Young get back up. He gets up, he backs out, his hands are raised. Customers and other agents gather around. They get in between Chris and the, the agent who pushed him. And his lawyer says to Taste of Country, what, a, what happened to my client Chris Young at a bar in Nashville on Monday was wrong, but he should have never been arrested and charged in the first place. In light of the video ed evidence, the Alcoholic Beverage Commission needs to drop these charges and apologize for physical, emotional, and professional harm done towards my client. So I don't know if the charges are actually going to get dropped ASAP, but it's safe to say I think that Chris Young is publicly avenged. And it's safe to say that you know Chris Young has been stirring in his house for the last few days oh. because he's had this like spotless reputation. Yeah. And it was almost like tainted for a day 
by um, what looks to us to be something that wasn't necessarily his fault. I don't know. I think all the moms and grandmas are like, I knew he was kind of a... He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Look at him. I like that. I, I like him getting that. pushed down. I knew that when he took that shirtless selfie <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> but yeah, so like we said yesterday, there always is more to the story. Like what, what words were said, we don't know. Yeah. It's all probably hearsay, unless somebody was also secretly recording. Yeah. I think as an, as an officer, you are also on high alert at all times because even though this officer may or may not have known who Chris Young was, totally, you never know what people have on them, uh-huh. knives, guns, whatever. Uh-huh. I totally, I can see both sides of this at and, this point. And I can imagine what the Alcoholic Beverage Commission goes through in Nashville. Yeah, You know, like they're pulling up. They know they're coming home with something. They know they're not just leaving on like good terms. Yeah. Like they're going to find something. It didn't look like there was a lot of people in this bar, though. It just looked no, like, like Chris Young and his friends. Yeah. You know, so I'm really unsure as to what happened. But this is probably the last time we'll talk about it, because I think that either the charges will be dropped or it will be handled much more professionally. I think it this story really went viral and there's just, you know, always more to it. He's got new music coming out now. He does. He has the longest album he's ever released, if you're curious. <laughs> you it has like 16 songs or something. I don't know. Chris, you need to get arrested. <laughs> go get arrested. Go, make like a Morgan Wallen. Make a scandal. <laughs> You'll be bigger than ever. El King caused quite a ruckus at the Grand Ole Opry over the weekend, and people are comparing her to her dad, Rob Schneider, more than ever. The Grand Ole Opry apologized online for El King's wild performance at Dolly Parton's 78th birthday party at the Ryman Auditorium. Was Dolly there? She was there, right? So I haven't actually seen photos of Dolly being there, but I have to imagine, like, it was her birthday party. She had to have been there at some point. So as El King is singing, doing her performance of Dolly Parton's song, Marry Me, she starts getting the words wrong, starts adding in her own words, starts adding in profanity. Oof. And then she says to the crowd, I ain't even gonna lie. Y'all bought tickets for this ish, and you're not getting your money back. Wow. Who and the people did not like it, especially because I guess there were like kids, and it was supposed to be a family friendly show. Uh-huh. Obviously, at the Ryman at the Grand Ole Opry, like there is this, there is this air of you are on your best behavior. You wear more clothes than you would. Like the girls always have high necklines. Yeah. The guys are always in like a suit or a jacket. It's just a more buttoned up place to perform. You don't get on stage and then start cursing. And that didn't stop Elle because at the end of her performance, if you can make this out, she says, I'll say one thing more. Hi, my name is Elle King. I'm hammered. She says, hi, I'm Elle King. I'm bleeping hammered. Oh my gosh. And everybody says, so she was yeah. intoxicated. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is not the first time that we've seen Elle do a performance where she is pretty inebriated. Thank you. Yeah. I got to get through this Monday. It's because of the ice. Obviously. And (laughs) so last night I get on Twitter and I see that the Grand Ole Opry has apologized and they say, we deeply regret and apologize for the language that we used during 
Friday night's Opry performance. This also comes about a year after you and I were on the phone with Elle King. Yeah. And she was telling us all about her health journey and she was drinking less so that she could enjoy time with her son more. And she had this like this whole epiphany she was telling us about. And now she's in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Pretty much back-to-back weeks because this also happened at the Nashville New Year's Eve bash. I remember uh, it was a great conversation. She's an awesome She's a ton of fun. Interview. Uh, I have a couple issues with this. Like you said, it is country music holy ground. Yes. The Grand Ole Opry is, is, is you know, a sacred spot. Yep. And number two, this isn't your birthday party. Right. You can't take the spotlight from Dolly Parton. And it's hard to do, but unfortunately, it happened right. for now, the wrong reasons. Now we're not talking about Dolly's birthday anymore. And now everybody's talking about what you did exactly. at that party. And the thing is, I haven't seen El King make a apology anywhere or a statement at all. But I'm thinking she's got to be so embarrassed. Yeah. She's got to wake up the next morning and just feel terrible. And she's kind of been on the fringe of country music for the last several years uh-huh. now. She's kind of had... She's had a couple songs, you know, Dirks, and uh, this didn't help her case at all. No, this did not help. On the Dolly forefront, I have to wholeheartedly believe that Dolly is calling her up the next day saying, hey, girls, okay. It's okay, yeah. I have plenty of birthdays. Exactly. She was cool with it. Dolly Parton's younger sister, Stella, definitely had something to say after Elle King's little mishap at the Ryman Auditorium on Friday. We told you that it was Dolly's birthday bash where Elle King was performing, and it was not her best performance. She was trashed. She was trashed. She was getting words wrong. She was forgetting words to Dolly's songs, ended up cursing her heart out, talking trash to the audience. Just not a good not a good time. Not a good thing to be doing at the Ryman slash Grand Ole Opry, where yeah. there are such buttoned-up rules to begin with. Didn't you say there were kids in the crowd as well? There were families there. <laughs> a lot of people up on like Twitter were complaining about that the most. Like, if you're going to do this, I mean, maybe do it at an 18 and up show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Stella, Dolly's little sister, got on Twitter and just let loose. A, she was the first to point out the double standard of what happens after a woman gets hammered on stage, messes up words and all that compared to a man, but because this has gotten a ton, a ton of press. But she also points out that singing Dolly songs can be harder than it looks. Stella says on Twitter, to any little ego thinking they can learn the lyrics correctly with a half-assed listen to one of Dolly's songs, surprise. But the bottom line is that if you're lucky enough to stand before a paying audience, give them your best or get off the stage. I don't buy the lame, weak excuse of getting hammered to get out of things. Yeah. The fans pay your wages and sometimes they sacrifice to do it. Man, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Especially with concert tickets these days and the price that people pay to get into these shows. Right. Like, I'm, I'll be honest, I've never been to a show at the Ryman or the Grand Ole Opry, but I got to imagine if you're going for Dolly's birthday party, that's something you plan out before. Yeah. And it's something that's probably going to cost a decent amount. Yeah. I just, man, I've seen this clip now so many times on Instagram and TikTok, and it's just not a good look for her. It's there's, not a good there's look. There's nothing. And I know that, like, no press is bad press or bad any press is good press whatever the the saying is but i just i i don't know if this is gonna fare well for l king i know especially because just i mentioned this yesterday just weeks ago when she hosted the nashville new year's eve everybody was saying the same thing like oh she doesn't look great she doesn't really sound great yeah but i always think of morgan wallen when these things happen now because i 
I know that he's got a good heart and this is probably not true for him. But as a celebrity who's gone through so many bouts of scandal, just back to back to back to back. Yeah. I always wonder if he sees a new artist in the headlines and he's like, yeah. Not me. <laughs> Forget about me. Well, she's definitely not being rewarded for this. You know, no. I think a lot of people on the Morgan Wallen side of things. I mean, I, I would say he was rewarded almost for that from a press an album sales and, and all of that just kind of blew up afterwards. But I don't think that's going to happen for L. King. No, I don't. So um, Stella Parton says that when you disrespect her. I'm sorry, let me read this right. If you disrespect her family, you disrespect the entire family. And, you know, Dolly's got, like, 12 siblings or something crazy. Yeah. So, apparently, all of them are up in arms about it. I'm sure, like I said yesterday, L. King's got to be feeling terrible. Walker Hayes, Zach Bryan, Tiff turns into a song. Walker Hayes, here's the thing. I woke up this morning and thought that I was seeing clickbait because Walker Hayes wrote a song in response to comments made by Zach Bryan earlier this month. Okay, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but earlier this month, Zach Bryan tweeted about Tyler Childers and he said, imagine being radio, whoever the hell that is. Hey, baby, it's us. Hey. And hearing Shake the Frost but then saying, no, no, let's go with the Applebee's song. <laughs> oh, which, no. Which is like... <laughs> oh, no. Which is a funny comment. Because, you know, both songs, like one is much more poetic and deep, Tyler yeah. Childers. Yeah. The other is so kitschy and Walker Hayes. And both are like cool in their own right. But obviously, whether he meant it to be or not, it was a dig at Walker Hayes. Yeah, so, for sure. Whether Zach meant it that way... I don't think he was even thinking about Walker Hayes, but he was thinking this is really funny and it's a good dig, so he made the tweet. But last night, I should say, I don't know if they like exchanged words afterwards. I know that Walker put on a good front and was like, hey man, that's cool. Like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But as last, he do. As he does, as a dad of like seven kids. But last night, Walker Hayes got on Instagram and shared a new song, which sounded like this. Well, I woke up this morning and read something mean. Something in the orange tells me you're feeling green. Felt like throwing punches, but I just held them back. Because Jesus didn't die for me. So I can fight with Zach Ryan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remy's head has been thrown back. <laughs> the song was nominated for a Grammy. Which song? Uh, Fancy Life? Fancy Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got it. They're both in the wrong here because. If you're Walker Hayes, you got to know your role here in country music, right? Yeah. You have to know you're that the that's like, guy exactly, and that's, fine. and that's okay, and own it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But why, I don't know, from Zach Bryan's point of view, like, why, why start beef? No, I understand. Know? Walker Hayes wrote in the caption, I, I, I woke up this morning and I heard this and I thought AI made that. No way Walker right? Hayes wrote and yeah. recorded that this song. This is a deep fake. Walker Hayes put in the comments, or uh, the caption, he said, it's obviously human tendency to be a little hurt by someone else's success. Why on earth would we do that as songwriters, knowing that the 0.1% of us are actually making it in this business? It took me 18 years to feed my kids with this music I make, and I'd, 
I'll still knock something I hear on the radio because I didn't write it. So uh, Walker is coming from the perspective of like, oh, you're knocking me because my song's on the radio and and yeah. Tyler's not blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But in a way, the more I listen to it and the more that I look at this, it seems like a white flag. Like it is, the song is very much Walker saying like, hey, Zach, like I do the same thing and you should know that you're literally on top of the world. Like you maybe shouldn't be saying things because you make more money than any of us right now. Yeah. But. True. Yeah. It's just, it's all hearsay. They're, you know. It is what it is, but I could not believe this when I woke up this morning. Usually, whenever there's like a call-out song like this, they don't say names in it. You know, Zach, Zach Bryan, something in the orange. Oh, and- no. <laughs> this Walker, please don't Very do specific <laughs> song coming at you. <laughs> not to mention, sure, it was a dig at Radio 2. Sure, we'll take it. I don't feel insecure because Remy and I are not the ones making those decisions. Truth. Cody Johnson got emotional on stage on his show on Saturday when he spotted a fan in the front row, a young girl, who shared that she had made it to his concert just having survived a bone marrow cancer transplant Mm. treatment. Sorry if I'm mixing all the words up there. But you can tell in videos that were taken that Cody was like in the middle of a song. He was doing it till you can't. And his band just kept playing instrumental when he... Started talking to the crowd. He got a little distracted. He made his way over to the side of the stage, looked at a poster that said, I survived my bone marrow transplant to see Kojo. And the crowd just goes wild. He takes his guitar off. He takes his hat off. He reaches down, hugs the girl. And he's like, you guys, I don't ever do this. I don't ever like go to the people in the crowd or really pay too much attention to the signs. He says, but you, you might have to give me a minute. And he gets choked up. He's crying on stage wiping tears, pulling himself together, and then um, points the little girl out to everybody else. You don't ever give up. You understand? Don't you ever give up. He goes on to say, like, you don't ever stop fighting. Tell him I told you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I've never seen Cody. I have to imagine that artists see this sort of thing a lot, but I've never seen Cody Johnson get so worked up on a dime. Yeah, he's been getting into his feels this last year or so. He has. He's uh he's really shown a different side of himself over the past year, I'd say. And maybe that's just more exposure. Maybe that's just yeah. more but like he's always been like this, but now we're just seeing a lot more of this side of him. Yes. But Yeah, after he gave that girl some words of encouragement, he goes on to keep singing Till You Can't, which is obviously the ultimate song about like living your best and biggest life until you can't. Yeah. And um, takes a minute to tell the crowd like this song changed my life and I know that it's changed other people's too. Like it might have changed yours. Yeah. And also goes on to thank like Country Radio for finally playing. It took a long time for Cody Johnson to get to Country Radio. He was a huge deal before even we got to start playing him. And now it's like, finally, he's got this massive stadium everywhere he goes, full of his supporters and little girls like this one. Yeah, I can't imagine what that must feel like to be up on stage and have somebody go through mm-hmm. all the stuff just so they could be at your show. Just to be there to see you. Because you've inspired them in some way, shape or form via your music. Could you imagine like we're at Hot Country Nights and someone's on stage like, Casey, you got me through this. Like, that's a lot. Right. The real story behind the Johnny Cash song that everybody knows, Ring of Fire. It's actually not a song written by Johnny Cash. It's written by June Carter Cash, his wife. And she wrote about him. She wrote it about him while they were both married to other people. Mm, Okay. 
So the documentary about June Carter Cash, I feel like I mentioned it in a KC Covers Country probably a couple months ago. It was just released on Paramount Plus, and a lot of people are watching it and coming out with like, you know, things that they had never known about June Carter Cash or her relationship with Johnny. Um, a love story we all thought we knew, thanks to Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. But all the little details are finally being revealed. And it's actually really interesting because in it, June talks about falling in love with Johnny while she was just simply out on tour. They both had spouses. They both had families. She said, I didn't want to fall in love with him and I didn't mean to fall in love with him. I was scared to death of him. Actually, I didn't want to hurt anybody and I didn't want to do anything that would hurt his family or my family. She said she just woke up in the middle of the night crying, realizing it was already too late. So the next day she wrote The Ring of Fire. And if you listen to the lyrics, I don't know what people might think that it's about, but she explains that it, it's about being in love with someone you know you shouldn't be in love with, but like you are you feel like you're going to go to hell over it. Yeah. But you're too far deep into it anyway. Well, into a burning ring of fire, I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. Which is wild because I never, I always thought that song was like, oh, you know, just fell into a burning ring of fire, just burning with love and desire and passion <laughs> for this other person. But really, June Carter's writing it. She's like, I'm going to go to hell. I'm about to cheat on my husband. Or like, I, I need to get divorced. At the time, I think that was already her second husband, which is crazy for that time period. Yeah. He's got a whole family of his own, too. Like, what are we going to do? And I think a lot of people don't know the true meaning of, behind that song. I always get the visual of a tiger jumping through a ring of fire. A tiger. At a circus. Oh. Uh, but if now that I'm thinking about it, now that you say that, next time you hear the song, hear it with a female singing it. And that makes more yeah. sense now that, you, that you've that you said all that. Yeah, they did. In the movie, they did include a clip of her singing the song. I think I scrolled right past it this morning, too, because I thought, oh, nobody will recognize that. But I think with her singing it, yeah. you're right. You would recognize that it's got a deeper meaning. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Chris Stapleton has been clearing up some rumors, one that I even believed, because he's doing a lot of press and interviews lately. He had an album that dropped at the end of 2023, so he's dropping a lot of facts about himself and his life. And he told Cowboys and Indians magazine, you know, my work ethic comes from my dad, and I'm not sure that it's altogether healthy. My dad worked long hours. He was a coal miner, and he died really young, so I'm trying not to do that. And he goes in and talk about like a parent and working hard and being a dad. And yeah. Remy, you know about the weight of working, but also being a parent. I don't have that yet. Chris Stapleton, somebody that always really impresses me because he's got five kids. <laughs> that you don't know anything that about. That you know nothing about because <laughs> he's doing such a good job of keeping them under wraps. If you saw them at Walmart, you'd have no idea that they were his. Yeah. Which is crazy. He goes on <laughs> to say, here's what I hope for my children. I hope they are the best parts of me and they can overcome the worst parts of me, which I think is very poetic. That is super poetic. I think that work ethic thing comes from that like boomer generation for sure. Like it's passed down. Mm -hmm. You see your parents work, how hard they work. They're always gone. They're always doing the thing. Yeah. Whether and it's good or bad, it yeah. is passed down and absorbed. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. While he's been doing press, Chris Stapleton also told Rolling Stone that there's one thing everyone believes to be true, but he doesn't actually want to take credit for, and that's sobriety. He's somebody that I've always considered a sober artist. Okay. Even though, you know, he'll sing Tennessee whiskey and all the things, but yeah. like, he's somebody that's always got his head on straight. And he said, 
to Rolling Stone magazine, I'm a 45-year-old man who's got a lot of responsibilities and a lot less time for leisure than I used to have, but I do enjoy drinking alcohol. But I think somewhere along the lines, the word sober got used in an interview and calling me sober is just a disservice to actual sober people. Gotcha. I just like to go on record in this interview and say that I and say that I still be drinking that bourbon every I'm waste, other night. I'm wasted right now, actually. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, you're talking about one of the most responsible and yes. least likely to Reliable. be in any scandal ever. You exactly. know, <laughs> but what if it did happen? Don't I don't know. know. I don't. I don't know how I would react. He truly is least likely to be in a scandal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everyone loves Chris Stapleton. He then goes on to explain that as a 45-year-old, he's got like the wherewithal to slow down and it's all at his discretion. And when he was in his 20s, he felt like he was in a drinking contest with himself, whereas like things don't necessarily feel like that anymore. Yeah. I am sure having five kids in a super su- successful career and marriage all contribute to that. I feel like the craziest thing that he could do would just be to shave his beard. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, I'm done with this beard. No one would recognize him. He'd come out on stage. Who's that? I'm sick of looking like a wizard. Casey covers country.